it starts here and then it goes down and then it goes under. I love that one. So it's on the left and the bottom of something and it's got a little tick at the top. This is so <laughs> weird. Hi. Hi, Dakota. Welcome to the Geopaths podcast. It's always a little bit trippy when somebody I watch online ends up being a guest on the podcast and I have to realize <laughs> that I have to say something for them to speak. I don't just press a button and their <laughs> video rolls. So... <laughs> So if I that, pause that awkwardly, would, that could be why. Yeah, that, that would always be uh, a little bit different, I suppose. I haven't really gotten to talk to many of the people that I watch online. So, Rob, we're saying that. I guess, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and your channel and where you are right now? Okay. So my channel right now, honestly, is a mess. Originally, I started it as uh, specifically focusing on language learning because language learning is a huge uh, passion of mine. I have a bachelor's degree in French and I have a master's degree in teaching English as a second language. And I'm considering considering getting a PhD focusing in linguistics and mm-hmm. second language acquisition through gaming. I love learning languages. I'm currently living in Japan teaching English, but I've sort of fallen out of love with the language learning community online. So my YouTube channel is more like an expat vloggy sort of. I'm vegan and queer abroad sort of thing um, and a nerd. It's still connected to languages and specifically the video that you did recently, which is when I reached out and said, you have to come on, was very (laughs) much so related to languages. So mostly we've been focusing on Mandarin Chinese, but we are going to switch over to Japanese to have this discussion with you today. And here is my cheat. One of the, one of the, one of the, is it three or four scripts in Japanese? If you count using the Latin alphabet, there's four. It has a name. Okay. So one of four and the traditional Chinese characters in Japanese, that's kanji, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that that's our that's our into Japanese today. <laughs> that's why we're doing this. So the video that you did the other day that I was ah! about online. What what was that? So I have always, for years uh, since YouTube has been around, have loved ASMR videos. And uh, as I said, I've been experimenting more with my channel. So I was like, what if I try doing an ASMR like like calligraphy video? One of the things that got me into ASMR originally when I realized it was a thing was, I forget where she's from, but she was doing, you know, traditional Chinese calligraphy and, you know, grinding the ink and everything. And it was ASMR calligraphy. And I was like, that's what made me realize I love ASMR as like a YouTube genre. I also did it as part of Inktober. I wanted to try some calligraphy for Inktober. Inktober is a month long thing where you finish one pictures, one picture every day in October. I used to want to be an artist. And so I was like, I haven't drawn in a long time. Let's get back into it. And so when you finish uh, a picture, a lot of the times you'll ink it. You know, you draw a pencil, sketch it out, and then ink it. So ink finish 31 pictures. And I wanted to dip my toe into calligraphy. I want to experiment on my channel. So I combined Inktober and ASMR experimentation on my channel. I mean, calligraphy is, is something that a lot of people, a lot of people learn vocabulary by writing them down. And I think that method of study is actually really stressful. I don't, I don't know. Something about it is just stressful to me. Like my hand gets tired from doing it and I hate it. It feels like you're trying to do as much as you can, as fast mm-hmm. as you can cram things in. Yeah. But if you take the time to like slowly enjoy and like think about what you're doing. Like if you notice when I was going through, I was like, oh, like I made this, this line too curved and it doesn't really look great, but it's not terrible. And yeah. you can time to really appreciate what you're doing instead of like trying to cram things into your head 
you can learn from that as well. Mm-hmm. And that's that I've seen most people take, taking it slowly and thoughtful. It helps you learn things. But also, it's, it's a calming experience, just taking it slow and seeing what comes of it and learning that how it gives you a better understanding of particularly things like Chinese characters. The stroke order can be so important. Why writing? What is it about calligraphy that you like? Ever since I was a little kid, I had like you know, those like tingly feelings that you get from ASMR. Um, typically what did it for me is like when someone in the library, when I was a kid in the school library, they were flipping through pages and like taking down notes. Like those are the sounds or like typing that like really gave me the tingles. And I hated it as a child because it felt good, but I couldn't explain it to anyone. Like, no one got it. And so hearing the sound of people like spreading out their paper and the brush strokes on the, it's just. So, so it's the sounds of it. It sounds like. Yes. Something about writing. I don't mm-hmm. know of pen on paper, pencil on paper, like brushes on paper. I just, it's so nice and calm. Have, have you owned a typewriter? I never had one, but my mom's boyfriend when I was a kid had one. And my sister did her homework on it for some reason. I want to get one eventually, but I've been moving too much lately to be able to yeah. get it. <laughs> and here's where I tell you how old I am and that I grew up with a typewriter and then moved on to a word processor. Thank goodness those are gone. And then the computer. And I miss the typewriter so much. I mean, I love being able to correct without white out, but mm-hmm. there's something about the sound of typewriters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I've never put these things together before. I've seen ASMR before, but mm-hmm. the ones I've seen haven't really been sounds or visuals that really resonated with me. But the the paper that you and the other people that I went down the long rabbit hole, the, the paper that they were using yeah. and the, the ink and the brushes and the, this is a dangerous thing to go <laughs> to. This is dangerous. Honestly, I think that's one of the reasons that I, I love board games and card games so much. <laughs> I love the sound of cardboard and paper. And so like the sound of like riffle shuffling some cards. Oh, I just, the cards and paper, just the sounds they make are so calming and soothing. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with the fact that I was not super popular as a kid growing up and I read a lot of books. And so to me, the sound of flipping a page in a book is a really comforting sound. Sound of drawing or writing was something that I did by myself. Um, Maybe that's where it comes from, but I really enjoy it. How far along are you in Japanese? My Japanese is okay. I can get by doing everything day to day that I need to do. Nice. Uh, up my own internet by myself. Like I can do all of that. It took a lot of pointing and grunting, but it happened. Like sure. I can do all the daily things I need to do. Have you been writing the script from the beginning? The scripts. The scripts. Yes. I originally started learning Japanese when I was in high school. Oh, um, okay. So I took. I started in a class, and we had to learn how to write it there. I am not one of the people that think that you have to learn to write something. There are a lot of people that like, oh, you have to practice writing by hand. I don't think so. I actually consider it a waste of time learning to handwrite languages. For the most part, there are people who need it. Average person does not need to learn how to handwrite kanji or hanza because how often do you handwrite in your own language? You need to be able to read it and type it. I like doing it as a sort of a meditative process. It calms me down things on paper. But other than that, I don't really think that it's useful. So I'm not good at handwriting kanji, but I can identify a lot of it. Agreed. Me too. I use the pinion input for uh, Chinese characters yeah. and, and, and I just trace or draw them 
I, I don't even say write. I say draw them. I draw the characters when I want to. I don't actually draw them for useful things. I use my phone for that, and that has pinion input, so I just do that. Do you type on your phone in, in Japanese? Yeah. What's the problem with having so many scripts? What? <laughs> the way my phone works is I type it in with the Romaji. I see the Latin characters. I have a regular, like, pretty keyboard on my phone. As I type in, it's not uh, an alphabet, it's a syllable alphabet. And so there's like one exception. It's either vowel, and that's the character, or mm-hmm. consonant vowel, or like consonant, consonant, vowel. And there's one just the consonant. Once you type in consonant vowel, it changes to that character. So like Big syllable honor. input, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then once you get enough in, it'll be like, you can choose this. So like you put in the mm-hmm. pinyin, and it's like, did you mean this Hansa? Did you mean this yeah. Hansa? It yeah. will do that when you've got the correct syllables. Because there is a different phonemic system they use in Taiwan called, I don't remember the Chinese name, oh. but I remember the layman's name, like Bopomofo. And I'm wondering if they have that <laughs> input. I know it sounds silly, but that's truly what it's called. And it, it's apparently it's much closer in sound to what the sounds are than what pinyin sounds like compared to what the sounds are. Anyway. Really? I was told in Taiwan they use, like, you just type in the radical, you've got a keyboard of radicals. and You can do that here too. And you can also essentially draw it and then it'll show up, it'll mm. show you the selections and you can pick that too. There's a lot of different inputs, but coming yeah. from English, it's easier for me to do the pinion than, than to draw it because stroke order still matters when you're drawing it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a Japanese person use like the Romaji keyboard like I do. Like, virtual, like you remember T9 texting where you had like the numbers and like A, B, C. Oh, yeah. It's similar to that. It's set up in that that design. Yeah. And then they press the one, the sound for ah. And then mm-hmm. you, in the center, that's ah. And if you go up, it's a different valve. You go to the right, it's a different valve. Down, it's a different oh. valve. And then there's one for the ta sound and then the chi, te. And so the different right. directions gives you that one they're so fast at it too so i mean if it works for them of course they are yeah they've been doing it for a while and they're on their phones all the time at languagecardgames.com we believe if you can play cards you can learn foreign languages we offer a variety of games for all ages and skill levels that will be perfect for your next study session game night or language club We even offer free shipping to any location worldwide. What's more, you can get a special introductory price on your first game. Just enter the coupon code GEOPATSPODCAST when you check out at languagecardgames.com. Since 2016, we've been producing addicting card games that function kind of like a Trojan horse for language learning. If you or someone you know likes to play card games, likes to learn languages, or both, This would be the greatest thing for them. If you've ever thought that learning languages is a struggle, or if you've just been looking for something to enrich your daily practice, rest assured, we've got something for you. We've incorporated a grand mixture of easy and advanced language and linguistics concepts into our games so that as you play, you learn and grow. What could be better than that? Thanks for listening, and now let's get back to this week's episode. When did you discover that you liked writing it for meditative purposes? Immediately right away. I was one of the first people to learn all of the characters because it was just so much fun practicing for me. I loved yeah. writing. I had an 
I actually finished a notebook because I practiced writing all the vocabulary and everything. When you do calligraphy, do you do mm-hmm. it for a certain amount of time? Do you do a certain amount of characters? Like, what's your system? I just, I just sort of do it until I don't feel like doing it anymore. People put a lot of like regiment into things that are supposed to be calming and hobbies. And I'm like, that takes all the fun out of it for me. <laughs> if I feel like I need to calm down or I just want to do it, I'm going to get out some paper and start writing. And then when I'm bored of it, I'm going to stop. Do you have a favorite? Are they called characters in Japanese? I think, yeah, I think you would call them characters. I necessarily have favorite characters, but I have favorite radicals. Okay, do you have a favorite radical to draw slash write? I bet for one is woman, one is child, and then there's another one. I think it has to do with cities. Mm-hmm. It's the one that kind of looks like a B, or like, is it called an S set in German? You know, it's like really skinny, it goes on mm-hmm. the left. Yeah, I love that one. I love it's it. It's in Chinese, yeah. And then I think the other one has to do with like roads or something. It's It starts here and then it goes down and then it goes under. I love that one. So it's on the left and the bottom of something. And it's got a little tick at the top. You probably already know this, but woman and child together in Chinese is how, which is good. Do you know any Japanese at all? I know a little bit of spoken Japanese, but not a lot of the writing. The how in Chinese is part of ski. In Japanese, it means mm. to like. Okay. Similar but different. The main things I honestly remember are related to sushi or the term shogunai. <laughs> oh my god. I have a really terrible joke for shogunai. Oh, uh, bring it. So you know what a shogun is, right? Yeah. If you say nai, it means that there isn't one. Mm-hmm. So one day I was like, shogunai? Shogunai? You don't have a shogun? Yeah. Shogunai? Shogunai. You don't have a shogun? Oh, well, it can't be helped. <laughs> shogunai? Um. And everyone's like, that's the worst joke ever. And I was like, I know, but I love it. I don't know that I can laugh at that one. I want to support you. No one does. Every day working in, roll through streets, picking up garbage. Every day since I've been. Here with you, picking up knowledge, hauling trash to the yard, taking class at my college, very deep garbage heap. I can't sleep. You've made a mess of me.